0: Okay, here we go. So after uh, taking uh, last week off uh, for, uh, for Thanksgiving, to give thanks that we didn't have class, I guess. So now we, uh, we resume once again, uh, and with Hanukkah right around the corner, meaning like next week or so. So I figure we'll go ahead and we'll swing around and we'll do one of the classic uh, uh, a classickhoshemish, but Shailah, uh as it relates to uh, as it relates to Hanukkah. So you could probably there are uh, if you read a lot of uh, of choshamishmet stuff, right, uh, especially around Yom time. So one of the jobs that writers have is to go ahead and to take a general topic and specify it. So this same topic, we could do Hanukkah, we could do Purim, we could do Pesach, we could do Sukkot. We could go ahead and we could adjust the details of the Shaila to make it fit the uh, to make it fit the Yom so since Hanukkah is the yantif uh, de jour or de month or whatever, however you would say that uh, in, the, in that language, so we'll go with, uh, with Hanukkah. And the Shila is, we're going to go uh, for those who are in yeshiva, so we'll go back to our yeshiva days, where typically in one room, usually the lunchroom, so there are lots of people who gather together, all the Bachem gather together, and they light their menorahs in their, uh, in their, in their, uh, uh, in their respective menorahs. And sometimes it happens that somebody didn't plan well and they run out of oil. So he gets like the sixth night and the person realizes he doesn't have enough oil for all uh, six of his, uh, of his vials or all six of his containers. And the guy uh, who lit already and is already back in the base basement, or is back not in the base basement, wherever he is, so that fellow next to him has plenty of oil, not using it for tonight, won't be using the oil till tomorrow night. And he's not around to ask permission to use his oil. So the question is, can I go ahead and use Ruvain's oil without permission with the intention to go ahead and replace it tomorrow? So that is the uh, Shia orchid. You could can use candles. Could I use his Hanukkah candle? I'm too lazy to go upstairs to get my second box of, uh, of candles. So could I use a few of his candles now and I'll replace him tomorrow, uh, you know, Shachar's time, after I'm up in the dorm and then I go back downstairs. Can I go ahead and replace him at that time? What difference does it make to him anyways? Candles are candles. Is that something which is allowed? Is it? Is it not allowed? So that is the essential Shila. And we begin, I should have put this in the, well, what's it called? Um, in a PDF, but okay. So we begin with, let me just get you guys adjusted and in place for me so I could see. So we begin with uh, what should essentially be the Isser, that, uh, that would say that it's no good. And this is uh, in the Chosh over here. We're at the beginning of Hilchos Geneva. So Hilchos Geneva in Sifa at, at the very outset of the, uh, of the uh, discussion over there, of the prohibition, make this bigger for those of us with older eyes. So it says, So it's prohibited to go ahead and steal even the slightest amount according to the Torah. So there's no there whatsoever. There's no allowance. There's no permission whatsoever to steal. And this is what happens sometimes, it uh, can happen in, in yeshiva or between friends. You're not even allowed to steal as a joke or because you think it's important to teach a person a lesson. So even if you have what you think is a good reason why you're going to do so, is not allowed. And even if your intent 100% is to return it to the fella, you're not planning on stealing it, and keeping it for yourself. You're planning on stealing it and ultimately giving it back to the person. That would be the case, like where you want to teach them a lesson. You feel that they're irresponsible with their stuff. So you'll take something from them that they leave out, let them schwitz about it for, uh, for a couple of hours or a couple of days, and then you'll return it to them. So even still, it's aser. All of these things are going to are going to be aser. And if we take that, uh, you know, at the at face value, so that means that to take my friend's candles without permission, even though I plan on repaying him tonight or tomorrow morning with uh, re- with replacement candles, so it would seem to be a an outright violation of this prohibition of theft. And that would really be, uh, that would be the simple way of, of looking at things. And I think we would all uh, agree that our initial uh, analysis, our Hashkaferi uh, Shona, our first thought about this topic is that this is going to be something which is us. Okay. But if that were the case, then we wouldn't have a shear. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and we're going to explore and see if there's, uh, there's other ways that we could go ahead and look at what is going on over here. Um, from a uh, perhaps a slightly different perspective. So for this, we begin with the Gemara and Baba Kama. So the Gemara and Baba Kama is darshaning a Pasuk regarding Davana Melech. This is, if I remember correctly, this is the third or fourth shot that the Gemara gives for this uh, Pasuk. But what all of the opinions have in common is that Davana Melech had a halachic shayla, whether something is permitted or not. Uh, and he was told that generally what you want to do is prohibited, is not allowed, but you're the king, it's good to be the king, and the king is barit, getter. The king has the right to go ahead and, and breach through barriers and do things like the right of eminent domain. So as the king, you're going to be able to get away with things which the rest of the population is not able to, uh, to get away with. So what is this question, That the, this, uh, this, uh, this opinion? How do they understand what was going on? So here now we read this uh, source from the Dwarm Babakama, Dafsamach, Rabbanavitema Rababar Mary Amru. They said, Gidishim disarm Israel Havu. So what was going on was that there was Jewish owned piles of barley. So a Gidish is a pile, Saorin is barley, and they belong to Jews. Ugedishim da adashim him. And they were pleased him. That's who David uh, was in the middle of battling. So they were pleasedtim. Who had piles of lentils? And the question was: What well, David Melch's question was? Mao lito gedishim in go ahead and take the uh, uh, barley from the Jewish-owned piles of barley to feed his own animals. He was desperate for uh, for uh, to feed his animals and with the intention to go ahead and repay those the Jewish owners of the barley with the lentil that belonged to the plishtim, which Davar was going to take, uh, had already uh, confiscated, whatever that, uh, that case is. But can he, the, the essential question is, can he go ahead and take the Jewish-owned barley with the intention to replace it with the plishtim-owned uh, uh, lentils? So uh, the, uh, the Sanhedrin sent him. Uh, there's an extra thing over there. Uh, over here. Sorry. Should really take that out. Uh, that's a Pasuk, which uh, essentially means that, that even if a person goes ahead and repays, or even from the outset, plans on repaying the property which he stole, Rushahu. So to steal, as we said from the outset, to steal, even with the intention to repay, is still an act of gazela. It's still a violation of the prohibition of theft. And therefore, it should not be done. Aval, but they said to Davar Melech, but you happen to be the king. Poritz Lasos Derech, sorry, and the king has the right of an eminent domain. And therefore, he could breach through walls in order to create a road, in order to pave a road. And nobody has the right to go ahead and protest against him because that's the king's right. The king's right is he is the top of the totem pole or the top of the pyramid. And therefore, he could get away with things which other people are not going to be able to get away with. And therefore, you could do it, but nobody else would be allowed to do so. So this source seemingly uh, would be instructive, would uh, at first glance, would also reinforce our perception that to go ahead and take somebody else's stuff with the intention to replace it later on is still going to be asr. You could have all the best intention in the world, we don't really care what your intention uh, ultimately is, to go ahead and do so is something which is, is asr. Okay, but the Rosh, one of the, uh, the halacha commentators to, uh, to the Gemara, so the rush comes along, and he has uh, an important qualification to this uh, to this gemara, and he says as follows. And don't forget, uh, if uh, if I am uh, um, if I need to clarify something further as we're going along, uh, make sure to uh, to chime in, to jump in, to throw something at me, to do something to uh, to grab my attention. Okay. Ma, so the, the rush says saorim di deplishti lachila lachil. Le so David Amal's question was, as the Gemara told us, that he wanted to know can he go ahead and take uh, without permission the barley which belonged to Jewish people with the intention to repay them with the lentils that belong to the flesh. The Shochule in Sanhedrin responded as we said that one isn't allowed to go ahead and steal with the intention to repay or
1: That when a Russia goes
0: out and takes something which is not his own, even if he returns it, so what he's returning is stolen property. So that was the Gemara. Now says the Rush. This is now where the Rush's commentary begins. He says, "V'yira, it would appear demayri shadain lo So, like we mentioned uh, when we introduced the Gemara, that what the Gemara is talking about over here is where and Amelek did not yet possess. The lentils he was going to use to pay back the Jewish barley owners. So he's going to steal something now. He's going to take something now with the intention to pay back lentils when he goes to the store tomorrow and buy some lentils. But at the moment that he's taking the barley, he does not have the lentils that he's going to use to repay them. <inaudible> he wanted to, right now, let's say on Thursday, He'll go ahead and take the barley, which belonged to the Jews. And then on Friday or Shabbos or Sunday, when he gets around to grabbing the lentils that belong to the plishtim, at that point, then he'll go ahead and he'll pay back the barley owners with the lentils, which eventually he's going to obtain. But at the time that he was taking the barley, he did not yet have the lentils. So that's the case where the rush says it's going to be asr. To take something today, even though your plan is to replace it, but if you don't have the replacement when you take the quote unquote stolen stuff in the first place, it's Aval. Now here's the shift. And this is the main part of what we want from the rush over here. But in the event that the piles of lentils were already present, we're already there. We're already available. In other words, he already has it in his trunk. Even if the barley owners are not there in front of us to ask permission, can we exchange your barley with the uh, with the with the lentils which we have right here, which we can replace them with? So we will be permitted. You're going to do two transactions essentially at the same time. At the time, with one hand, you go ahead and you take the barley, the Jewish-owned barley, and then on the flip side, you take somebody else. You take somebody that's with you, and you say, listen, can you go ahead and pick up this package of lentils on behalf of the barley owners? And that way, at the same time that you're taking the barley, you're ownership to those barley owners, the lentils, which you're going to use to repay them. So as long as you could do like a revolving door, you could flip it around that when you're taking the barley, you're immediately putting back into their possession, legally at least, the lentils. So that is going to be okay. One second, Dan. Shall Sorim, and to go ahead and replace it. Why are you allowed to do so? The last part of the what the brush says is important. This because this is actually beneficial for the barley owner to have his barley replaced with lentils. Why? the Because everybody knows that lentils are much more valuable than barley. Remember from the perspective of Chazal, uh, barley was considered to be uh, almost exclusively an animal food. So it's like, uh, you know, you're going to uh, go ahead and replace uh, something which is, uh, you know, uh, some uh, uh, puppy chow with some actual sirloin steak or something like that. So to go ahead and replace something which is ichi, uh, you know, a soy burger with an actual burger. So that certainly is a schuss for anybody to go ahead and have that, uh, you know, the fake stuff replaced with the uh, with the real stuff. So as a result of that, or maybe the blended scotch will replace it with the single malt, Ralph. Well, so if you go ahead and you go ahead and do that, everybody would say that that's a schuss. That that's a good thing that uh, that you're doing, and therefore you can, that the rush says is
1: acceptable. Yes, Dan. So first of all, it can't do the. But meat me with the salmon patties. That wouldn't do. It has to be readily put <laughs> I mean, um, Is this situation, though, still only for a king? Or is it, is it, have we now generalized it to, to create a new situation?
0: Excellent. So, so the Russia is saying that what the Gemara says, that for the general population is Asur, is talking about where you want to take one thing and eventually you're going to replace it. When you get your hands on the replacement stuff in the future, then you're replacement. So that is us, sir. But if you could do this simultaneous exchange, I'm taking the barley now, and I'm conveying ownership of the replacement lentils to you also right now, that the Rush says, since lentils are more valuable than the uh, the barley, So it's certainly beneficial for the owner to have his barley replaced with the lentils. And since you don't have like this moment of time where he's going to be missing his barley because it was just a revolving door, one was replaced immediately with the
1: other. So he's saying that for anybody, that would be okay. Anybody. But but for a king, a king could do it without it being a revolving door. A king could do it with separate transactions. The king's allowed to do it from one. uh, and, And part of that's because we always know the king can make the second half of the transaction. Perhaps, maybe that's that is a logic, right?
0: uh, yeah, That could be. That's not the, the Gemara used the thing about the right of eminent domain a little bit more than uh, you know his his ability to go ahead and pay back. But yeah, the king can say, "I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today," <laughs> and for the king, that
1: uh, you know the, that that will fly. For everybody else, uh, you know, who knows? So. Is that come to modify the original Isser in the Shulchan Aruch that we saw at the start? And this is this is this yep. is expounding and modifying that Isser.
0: Correct. Right. Yes. So this is saying that the Isser doesn't would not apply in this particular case. The the Rush isn't disagreeing with the I mean the Shulchan Aruch is after the Rush, but the Rush isn't disagreeing with that principle. Uh, he may very well be talking about where you're stealing the thing now, and you're not going retur- to the- You're returning the exact same thing that you stole, just you're holding on to it. You're withholding it from the owner for a couple of days. It's not. It's it's not immediate, right? If you're going, to certainly not immediate, right? Right. Right. right you, uh, uh, essentially, the rush would say, if I want to slip one dollar out of your left pocket, and while I'm slipping the one dollar of your left pocket, put two dollars into your right pocket, so. Wonderful, right? Who who who's not going to be happy with that transaction, right? So that's a, so so that's how the rush is. That's how the rush is now qualifying the uh, the Gemara, and this idea of the rush makes its way into Shulchan Arach. and that's what you. That's what we have over. here. At least it's an opinion. I shouldn't say it's the definitive opinion, but it's an opinion. So Shulchan Arach says this is later on. This is in comes The first one was Geneva. Now we're talking about Gezeila in technical terminology. Geneva. Is when I sneak around and I steal something from you without you realizing it. Gazela is when I walk up to you and I threaten you physically. I say, either give me your watch or I'm going to punch you in the nose or something like that. So for some halachas, there's a difference between Geneva and Gazela. So it's got two different sections of, of Shochanach. But for our purposes, it's a, it's a, there's not going to be a difference. But here, Shochanach says as follows. Also, Ligzel, Alfila, sham daver Dabar, Yafamimenu. So the first opinion cited by Shulchan Aruch is you're not allowed to steal even with the intention to repay the person with something better. So to steal a veggie burger and replace it with an actual beef burger. So the first opinion Shulchan Aruch says that is Aser. You're not allowed to do so. The Yesh Misha Omer. Then the Shulchan Aruch says there is an opinion. This is the opinion of the Rosh, which we saw. The Hainu, which says, Im that this applies, that I can't steal something with the intention to replace it with something better that's limited to, like the rush said, when I don't have the replacement available to me right now so that the two things could be this revolving door. But, shim be'en, because if the replacement thing is immediately available and we could do this revolving door transaction, keven shim being that their placement is more valuable, is better than the thing which is, being, which is being taken. So So it becomes a benefit for the victim, we'll call him the victim, but it becomes a benefit for that victim. And what you're going to do is, you're going to convey ownership of their placement object to the owner immediately. So I take the barley and immediately have somebody acquire the lentils on behalf of the barley owner. And since the the replacement, which is more valuable, and it was done immediately, so then that's going to be allowed. So that is these two opinions now, which are in in Shulchan Aruch. One says that it would be usser to do, and the other says it's only usser if you can't actually replace it at the time that you take it, but if you could replace it so that it would be be a, a, a mutter.
1: So putting this in the case of our Hanukkahlicht, yep. uh, the oil, he'd have to have somebody at that moment in his room who's able to acquire the candles or the oil that he's intending to replace with. Right? If he's if he's thinking of doing it in the morning, this he wouldn't be. This wouldn't help him.
0: Right. Right. Seemingly that he he would have to go ahead and do this uh, this replacement Kenyan. Um, uh right away, he may not have to have the candles in his, in his physical possession out to convey it to the owner, but he would have to make a Kenyan some sort of Kenyayon in the moment with another fella uh, giving those three or four candle ownership of those three or four replacement candles to the one that he's taking it
1: from correct Now can I ask you a question? what, yes, if, please. what if you know he's taking the oil for one day and it's worth a dollar and he leaves $3 there for the guy. Yep. So he's really replacing it with something more valuable than what he took.
2: Right.
1: So that's similar to the, and it's right away, he's doing it right away. So it's similar to getting the, the lentils instead of the barley.
0: Uh, correct, right, it get, putting more, yes.
1: So would that be acceptable?
0: Uh, it, yeah, it could, it could be. That's like replacing the $2 with the $1.
1: Except the no, guy me, gets up no. the next morning and he says, but I want my oil. So then you can, can you say to him, okay, give me the $3 and I'll get you some oil. <laughs> uh,
0: it, it, it could be. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, so far we didn't see, uh, I didn't see, we're not going to see tonight that uh, to go ahead and buy something from somebody um, and leave him without oil like you're like you're, if I'm understanding correctly, that uh, you've got, uh, you know, a lot of cash in your pocket, and you don't have any uh, oil. So you take some oil, you take half a jar of oil, and say half a jar of oil, that'll run uh, three bucks, here's three bucks. And just go ahead and replace the missing oil with $3. And say, you go buy it, you go to the store now and, and buy it, that may not work.
1: Right. Well, more. I'm saying you so, give them more, You give them $3 when it's only worth a dollar
0: yeah even if he gave him more it's 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 a different thing uh, there's one of the sources that you're going to see which i didn't include part of that discussion uh, actually uh, touches upon that but uh, it, it it may be that that's something which is that may be forcing somebody to to sell something
1: right so but which, how is that different than the lentils and the barley right I, i'm paying is it, I'm, it seems like i'm essentially paying for the barley with lentils. Why is that different than giving him money for the barley? Which I clearly can't do, but I can't I can't force him to sell me the barley. So I can't leave the money and take the barley. I'm pretty sure I can't do that. But somehow I can leave lentils and take the barley. What's right. The- so a, a, a simple difference between them is going to be that
0: lentils are immediately usable. Um, your the cash you're gonna have to somebody's got to run to the store and buy something all right, with
2: that all right, all right, well, with go. that stuff. Bye bye.
0: So you could you could use cash to buy uh, you know, uh instant lottery tickets or scratch off lottery tickets and waste the money. Uh, you know, they're not gonna take the lentils at the at the seven eleven for those uh scratch off lottery tickets. So money is easily uh e- is more easily lost. Uh the other stuff is uh is a commodity, so it's less likely that uh that yeah. But it could be that you could force the sale, anyways. But that's that. will that would be for a different discussion. Maybe a different time. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and we'll uh, we'll go in that uh, direction. Um, now, the shach says the shach adds an important qualification to this. Even even like the rush, who says that I could go ahead and if I possess the if I possess the lentils, I could take the barley now and give you the lentils as as a replacement. Says the shach, the Shiyadua. This is only true if I know that for you, it's a schus. So I happen to like uh, uh, beef hamburgers. Uh, but if I know that you're a vegetarian, and you don't eat beef hamburgers, so to go ahead and replace your veggie burger with a beef hamburger, that's not a schus for you. That's not a benefit to, for you. For me, that would be a benefit. But for you, it would not be so. It would not be the case. So this allowance to replace the barley with the lentils or any other you know, uh, exchange of products, is only true, only applies when it's known that the owner and the recipient is it's beneficial for them. For example, something which is, uh, stands to be sold. Something which the owner himself would have sold anyways. But in the event that I go ahead and I replace a household item of yours, so that you can thats not necessarily going to be the case. In other words, um, I may have, um, you know, in halacha we talk a lot about in terms of the value of of, of things. So there are certain so generally sentimental value doesn't uh, register as far as the the essential value of an item. So my computer. Uh, has a certain resale value if i posted it on ebay or something like that so there's a certain um, a range of money which i could get for my computer that's going to be true on the resale market but as far as i'm concerned my computer is extremely valuable because it's got all my files on there so for me it's worth much more than what it would be worth to any one of you any one of you all dan so, so, any one of you all. So, it, so if that's the, the case, so just be so you can't come along and say, listen, it's a $300 computer. I'll replace it with another $300 computer. And what's the difference? A $300 computer is a $300 computer. But for me, it's worth much more than a $300 computer because it's got all of my stuff on it. My, my life exists in the inside of my uh, computer, sadly for me. And therefore, to go ahead and uh, it's not for me, it would not be as close for you to go ahead. And replace it, even if you think replacing my HP or my Windows with, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Apple or something is going to be advantageous because you think Apple is the greatest, uh, you know, computer system in the world. But nonetheless, it's still not going to be uh, it's not going to be beneficial for me because my stuff is there. So not in all instances. The 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 shach is emphasizing that when using this halacha, when using this special allowance to replace it. It has to be something which is very specific to, your, to that person's needs. And we're not going to apply necessarily objective values and objective um, uh, uh, monetary pricing to things because things could be very unique because your private stuff is your private stuff. And that's not the same thing as what they, uh, how the market is going to, uh, to treat it. Okay, so now where we are holding, So it would seem to be that uh, I would have to go ahead and I have to have the oil. If I'm going to take my friend's oil to replace it, I have to own the oil. If I'm going to take his candles and replace it, I have to have the candles already. And as Dan is uh, pointing out, it would also be necessary that the time that I'm taking the oil or I'm taking the candles, I have to be able to make a simultaneous Kenyan conveying ownership of the replacement stuff to the owner at that time. So you can't have this gap in time. I can't say, according to what we've seen so far, I can't say I'm gonna take six candles from my friend today. Then tonight, after night aid, I'm gonna go to Jewel or I'll go to the store and I'll buy a box of candles. And then tomorrow morning, I'll replace the six missing candles. That we would say is not allowed, right?
1: Yes. And it also has to be a as far as your friend is concerned. He has to and benefit. Also, so.
0: Right. Also has to be a Swiss It can't be something which, for sure, is not a schuz for him. But right. But we haven't seen something necessarily which is going to be a, 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 an even Steven exchange. Right now, we know that the, the allowance to replace it. The, the Russian emphasizes the allowance to replace it is because I'm doing something which is ultimately beneficial to the owner because he, because he's getting something which is more valuable. Correct. So maybe that uh, you know that if you're going to go from generic oil to a uh, name brand oil, so that may be okay. But to go from name brand to uh, to generic or something like that, so that uh, if it's not a schuz, right? Uh, correct, El. So that may not uh, may not uh, may not work. Okay. So now this is where we now turn to the uh, the Pisre quotes it, but as you see from the outset over here, it's the chuvas beis afrayim. So Shuba's based of rhyme, so he has the following Shiloh, and we'll pick up uh, the reading of this from over here. Al Daver uman. So you have a craftsman. Let's say somebody who uh, uh, somebody manufactures knives. So this is a person who has lots of metal in his possession. Shenasal eitzim him kasef Let's say a jeweler. So you go ahead and you give a uh, a, a jeweler some gold. Some regular, uh, you know, uh, 18 karat gold, 24 karat, 18 karat gold. mahem uh, And you say to the jeweler, listen, here's a chunk of gold. I want you to go ahead and take this chunk of gold and manufacture for me a gold uh, wedding band. That's what I want. I want a gold wedding uh, ba- band. And here is, I don't know, one ounce of, of gold to be able to make that wedding band. Now, the truth is, is you would expect a jeweler, ma- jewelry manufacturer probably has plenty of gold sitting around in his office because that's what he does all day is he's got gold all over the place. The case, So I go to uh, uh, Arnie, you'll be our jeweler for today. So I go to Arnie, I drop, I drop off an ounce of gold. I say, make for me a gold wedding band. And Arnie would like to go ahead and use the gold that I gave him for a pair of earrings, and he'll use a different ounce of gold which he already has in his possession because he's got plenty of it as a jeweler, and he'll go ahead and make me a gold, uh, an eighteen karat gold wedding band with some other gold which he has in his in his safe. And that was the question: the ishari uh, la So is Arnie allowed to take the gold which I gave him with the instructions to manufacture for me a gold wedding band with that gold? Can he use that to make a pair of earrings for a different customer, and he'll go ahead and he will uh, he'll uh, he'll make my ring out of other gold which he has in the office. So that was the question which was posed to the Beis Ephraim. So why does he respond? So he responds. Okay, we're just dropping names that way we could we can answer this from Ebenezer. Evidence of the Halakha is related to uh, to marriage, where it says, now this is this is a, a, an outstanding case. Um, um, I don't want the, the case to become too distracting, but let's just say that um, somebody gave me money to go ahead and do Kedushin for him. Uh, they're busy at the office, they don't have time to do this uh, Kedushin thing. So they say, uh, Shaffle, here, can you go ahead and take this ring, give it to my uh, beloved, and tell her, harat Mekodesh uh, to, uh, to so-and-so with this Bitabazu Kidas And I go ahead and I meet her and we fall madly in love. And I decide that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to use that ring, which Ruvain gave me. I'm going to use that and I'm going to be Makadash her myself. Happens all the time. I get is like that at least, uh, you know, twice a day. So such a thing. So, it, so, that, uh, so that occurs. So Bedavar uh, and this specific item which Ruvain gave me is Darish Enkapeda. It's something where it's it's a, a it's a standard item that there's no reason to think that somebody wants this item as opposed to a different one, just a regular run-of-the-mill wedding band. Vyeshla And the shliach, I, the shliach, I have a wedding band uh, in the, you know in my uh, uh, in my jewelry box at home. I just don't have it with me now because I'm on the road, but I have plenty of these wedding bands at, uh, at, at home. So am I allowed to go ahead and do so? And the base Shmuel says, one of the primary commentators in Ebenezer, he says that gezo, that it's not considered to be gezo. Why is it not gezo? Because uh, because he says, skipping all of these, uh, the, 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 the source or whatever, kasaf because when I go ahead and I send you with money, let's say, or I send you with an object which is easily replaced, which is mass manufactured. So what difference does it make to you whether I use, whether we're going to use this gold wedding band or that gold wedding band? It's a plain gold wedding band, same weight. There's no shape to it other than it being round. There's no design on it or anything like that. Nothing uh, making it uh, unique and, uh, and sentimental in any way. It's just a regular gold, uh, regular band. So being that it's something that nobody cares about if it's replaced, so therefore, says the Beishmuel, it's okay, and in matters of halacha, for those people who studied in, in yeshiva, so we know that the bar, the high bar, which we always use to be able to demonstrate that you are the owner of an object, the question will always be asked, can you be makadesh a woman with it? Because we know you can only be makadesh a woman, you can only get married to a woman using an object which is absolutely yours, so if you could be Makadish, a woman with it, that is a clear demonstration that it's yours. And if not, then uh, then, uh, then that's a demonstration that there's that's questionable ownership. But here the Beishul says that if I go ahead and I have something which you gave me, and it's something which nobody cares if it's replaced, so then it's okay to go ahead and replace one with the other because it doesn't really make a difference. Everybody's had this, uh, this experience. Uh, somebody, uh, you, uh, people find out that you're going to Eretz Yisrael so they send you with shliyach mitzvah money. This guy gives you a dollar. This guy gives you a dollar. This person gives you two dollars. You get a whole collection of money. Correct, Batcha? <laughs> so you have all of this money, which people are just throwing at you. And to walk around with, you know, 75 single dollar bills, which all of your friends gave you as shliyach mitzvah money. So that becomes cumbersome when you go through TSA. Nobody wants to go ahead and break out the 75 single dollar bills. So it's much easier to break it into a 50, a 20, and a five. Something, something like that. It would be much more convenient. So people wonder sometimes, maybe if the person gave me this dollar bill to give a Sadaka, I have to give specifically that dollar bill to tzedakah on their behalf, and I'm not allowed to exchange it. So the base shmuel says, in, the, in Evan, Evan, Evan Ezra over there, so the base shmuel says, no, nobody cares, this dollar bill, that dollar bill, they're giving you money and they want a dollar to go to tzedakah, and they're not mocked that this dollar bill with these serial numbers should be the one that you give to tzedakah on their behalf because nobody cares. They just want a dollar to uh, to go there. So first of all, the Beis Efrayim says that uh, this idea, and we'll see what the the halachic terminology, which captures this in a moment, but the Beis Shmuel says, the Beis Efrayim is following a suit, says that when we're talking about something which is a mass manufactured item, and nobody cares whether it's this one or that one, they just want one to be used, whether it's a ring, whether it's a dollar, whether, you know, it's a stick of gum or something like that. So such a thing, it's not considered to be xayla to, uh, to replace it. What is the, uh, the, the guidance? So he says the gum So after additional analysis, which were, which were obviously we're not going to go through. So now the base of Fryam swings back around to his question of the jeweler together with uh, to, to Arnie's case. And that is, so if Arnie wants to go ahead and take my gold to make for himself a pair of earrings now, and then use other gold to give me the, uh, the, uh, the wedding band, which I ordered, he's allowed to do so. And he's allowed to go ahead and replace my gold with another piece of gold and to make a ring with that other, with the replacement gold. Why? Here's the key phrase. Okay. That is a principle, which I should actually bold This is the halakha guiding principle over here, that, I, that if there's something which, uh, that, sorry, if Arnie, if there's something that Arnie could do, which would be a benefit for him, because he needs the gold right now, and lo and I, the one who gave him the gold initially, and I said, I want you to make a ring out of this, I don't lose anything if he uses some other gold, which he has, as long as it's a valid replacement. So zenene v'ze so the base of Ephraim says that that's mutter. I could go ahead and I could replace your gold, or Arnie could replace my gold with his gold, or one dollar with another dollar, because nobody really cares anyways which dollar bill it is. And therefore, this one benefits and this one doesn't, uh, doesn't lose, and that
1: is absolutely permitted. So It's almost, I mean, this is somewhat akin to the situation of giving something that's better. Right, because you're you 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 know the other person doesn't lose; he gains. So you you're you're getting what you need now, and he gets something of better quality. So it's it's almost similar, right? Excellent. Excellent. So he says, uh, um,
0: "Okay, so we'll skip for the sake of time. Uh, we're going to skip what we have over
2: here." Before we go um, on, Rabbi Shaffle. Um, yeah. This appears to be this what we've just heard appears to be contradictory with the discussion we had earlier, where we said that you can't replace something with money because you're you're causing a, a kircha for the person who needed the thing right now, and so therefore you can't replace candles with money or oil. With money, because you're going to make the other person have to go get this thing. Right. Is that all right? So, oh, so how is it, if that's true, how is it that the person who was made a shliach to do kadushin for somebody uh, could take the thing that the person gave him to do with kadushin, to do kadushin with for a particular woman, and that he could uh, simply Uh, uh, give that to her because, as you said, he was on the road and he didn't have the thing present because obviously he's causing an even bigger tear cut to the person who had sent him. So it seems that he took uh, the thing under false pretenses um, and and, um, so you add that to it. It seems like there's an additional problem with doing that. It seems to me to contradict it. What do you have to say to that? excellent so uh, so we're not
0: the first one to ask this question uh, the base of rhyme in the peacefully true base of Freyam himself asked that question that's exactly what we're up to so you are uh, um, divining in, in a sense uh, you know the thinking process of the uh, the, the base of rhyme. you'll work later on whether or not the, uh, the gematria of your name and the base of Freyam match up <laughs> I'll leave, I'll leave that up to you but you, you are uh, you're, you are right where we're now going to pick it up which is right over here. Um, that's exactly what he asks. So he says, and I'm going to summarize again for the for the sake of time. He says, we just came to the conclusion that if I want to go, if Arnie wants to go ahead and replace my gold with his gold, so that Zenev is a Zelo zelochaser, so Arnie has the right to go ahead and do that. And yet we said in the case when the rush discussed the case of the barley and the lentils, we said the only allowance to do so was because it was a benefit. You're replacing barley, which is less valuable, with the lentils, which is more valuable as he says, it seems to be the Dafka that the only allowance over here was because I'm taking away your animal fodder barley and I'm replacing it with people food lentils, and that's as for you because I'm upgrading your stuff. So only when I upgrade your stuff am I allowed to go ahead and and do so. But in the event that it's going to be an even Steven exchange, one could say from the rush that you wouldn't be allowed to do so. So how do we reconcile what the base of Froyim is saying on the one hand and what is uh, uh, and what it says now in the uh, in the uh, I'm sorry from what we remember from the, from the rush. So here this from Nira, so this is now where the base of Ephraim draws the, this important distinction. And he says, Nira the shiny hasam. He says it's different over there. The case that the Rush is talking about, which is the case that the Gemara is talking about, where we're exchanging barley with lentil. So it's a different case why Flumin heim mimin acher. As we said, I'm replacing your barley with lentils, and that is considered to be a uh, um, Um, and therefore it's considered to be in a certain sense uh, when I'm giving something else I'm I'm going to be providing you uh, with a different product the only way I could take X and give you Y is if Y is more valuable than X and for that reason being that we're talking about exchange over here they're exchanging X for Y the Slomo, or Somaluria. So he goes ahead and he disagrees with the rush because of the law He says, how could that be that I can make the unilateral decision that I'm going to take your barley and I'm going to replace it with lentils, even if I think that it's more valuable? What right do I have to go ahead and make this exchange on your behalf without your permission? Am I allowed to take your money? and invest it in uh, some, uh, uh, what I'm certain is going to be a, an investment which is going to yield great returns. I'm allowed to take your money and invest it on your behalf because it's going to be a benefit for you. I can't take your stuff and just decide that I'm going to invest it uh, for you. That would absolutely not be allowed. So the M. says the same thing as over here. You may think that it's a, benef- a benefit for the fella to replace his barley with lentils, but who said you could go ahead and do so? So that's going to be the weakness of the Russia's case. Together with, like we talked about, that you have those other requirements that I have to have possession of it, right? Uh, I have to have, I already have to be in possession of it, and I have to make that immediate exchange. But that, the base of says, that's all going to be true when I'm replacing X with Y. The Dilma Chavi Velav Sarin. Because it's possible that the owner really wants the barley. Why would you want barley? Because you could use barley in cholent. Lentils aren't as, in, aren't as good in cholent. So he specifically wanted the barley in that case. Uh, he didn't want to sell his own stuff. And we only apply this principle that I could do something which is a benefit for you when it's clear that it's a benefit and there is no possible loss which you will be able to experience. But, um, skipping a little bit, but, aval but if I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to steal your barley and I'm going to replace it with something which is not a, a, a different item, I'm going to replace your barley with uh, lima beans, you know, something like that, something which is a, a, of equal value. So Nimsa yeish sad cho, of user. So it may very well be that you wanted the barley and you didn't want the lima beans, and I didn't even give you something which is more valuable, so therefore you lost your thing, you didn't get something which is more valuable. There, the rush says, is going to be asr. So the rush's allowance to go ahead and to replace x with y, when you're playing x with y, it's in that specific context, that Y has to be more valuable than X. Aval, but now we get back to the case with the gold with with Arnie. Aval imnose lo kaze mamish. But if we're going to if Arnie is going to go ahead and replace my gold with exactly equal value gold. It's the same 24 karat gold. It just wasn't mine. It was Arnie's. But it's the same thing. Nobody could tell the difference between them and nobody the, the ring is made out of this chunk of gold or that chunk of gold cuz so in kane so that in such a scenario granted when arnie replaces my gold with his gold he's not giving me something which is more valuable but become but the, the advantage in this case is there's no loss to me There's not even a potential loss because the same 18 karat karat gold. So being that there's no loss to me, the only time that it has to be that benefit for me is only when there's a potential loss by replacing my thing with something else. You took my X and now you wanna replace it with Y. The only way you could take my X and replace it with Y is if it's clear that Y is more valuable. But if it's X for X or it's Y for Y, and nobody makes, doesn't make a difference to anybody here, this big pen or that big pen. They're two big pens, who cares what's a, which big pen it is. So in that case where there's no benefit for one, and on the flip side, there's no loss for the other. That's where we apply the rule. So it's a case where it's a benefit for Arnie because he needs the gold right away. It's no loss to me. Still get the gold wedding band, which I want, same value gold at the end of the day anyways. The shopper dummy, and that's perfectly acceptable, as long as somebody doesn't protest specifically and say, I don't want you to do that. So it doesn't make a difference. This pen or that pen, this dollar bill or that dollar bill, this chunk of gold or that chunk of gold, or swing it back around to our case, these candles or those candles, Hanukkah candles are Hanukkah candles, essentially. It doesn't really make a difference. Hanukkah oil is Hanukkah oil. It doesn't really make a difference whether it's coming from this jar or that jar. Cooking oil, there could be a dramatic difference between bottles of oil, but the ichi stuff which they sell for lighting in the menorah, it doesn't really make a difference which one it's going to be. It's going to be anyways. So in this case, the Beis Hafraim says oh, it's an even, Stephen exchange. You're just replacing one thing with a, an exactly comparable thing. It just happens to be different. So then the rule of then then applies, and you'd be able to do it. And in this case, you don't necessarily have to replace it right away. Before he needs it, you need to replace it, but you could buy the candles that night to replace them that night, or you could buy the oil, or, or even if you have the stuff upstairs, you don't have to go ahead and convey ownership to him right away, as he just just needs to have it for the time that he's going to be looking for it. So if it's replaced before he ever gets around to, to needing it, so in this even-steven type of exchange, we apply the rule, z'nen ebezelu chaser, and the base of rhyme would uh, say that it's okay, and uh, it would be uh, you'd be hard pressed to find uh, uh, somebody who would uh, disagree and say that such a thing is going to be uh, would be awesome. Is your hand up, Safi? It is up, but is it is intentionally up? now. <laughs> okay. Any uh, any questions, clarifications, applications?
1: You start. You started this session with 18 participants, and you're finishing with 17, which I think is uh, a record for uh, for this course.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. so that, that sounds like when we we're talking about that, it was the hove. I started with X, and I ended up with uh, with Y. <laughs> Just kidding. You exchange yeah, yeah.
2: one, you got less. Is there a difference what? in the amount? Meaning, if you were to exchange the oil or a candle, that would l- that would be lit for longer, even though the mitzvah is only for the lesser amount? Yeah, so
0: that, that, that could be, right? If you take a Shabbat, if you want to replace it with a Shabbos candle, could be something which is different. You know, sometimes you may want the, the bigger candle, sometimes less. What I thought, if I could uh, uh, jump on that, sake and go back to you, uh, Charlene, uh, where, where I thought you were going to go, and you made me really nervous when you when both of you started, started your questions, is I was certain that you are going to ask me whether there's going to be a problem of ribs. I was absolutely certain that, uh, that one of you guys were going to go in that direction and say, hey, if you go ahead and you're taking a little bit of oil and you're paying back more oil, you take two candles, you give back three candles, is it going to be a problem of RIVIS? And I got nervous because I don't know the answer to the question. <laughs> Nobody so ever asked you stuff like that. Uh, last week was Thanksgiving, oh, was- but I'm thankful already in advance for next year's Thanksgiving that you didn't ask me that RIVIS question. because, uh, And I'll tell you exactly why I'm uncertain about it. Because I don't know whether in this scenario, I'm going to try and call my friend tonight uh, because it's, it's on my head that's bothering me now. But when I take your uh, three candles and I'm going to replace them tomorrow, is the principle of Zenen of Zolchaser, am I a borrower of them? Or uh, is it Halva, that you became a lender of three candles to me? And then the principles or the Isr of Ribbis does apply? Or is there some other type of mechanism which is taking place over here? And it's not really a Halva which would then, if it's not a halva, then there wouldn't be a problem of ribbis. So I'm not well, sure which way we would categorize this. So thank you for not asking. I appreciate it. <laughs> appreciate both of you shielding me from that uh, humiliation of not knowing.
3: Would,
2: would so there might be like a
1: star to... in the in the base of Midrash for when you, someone swipes the oil or candles and replaces it that, that indicates that all the uh, details yeah. are agreed in advance, even if you didn't know that. Yeah,
0: but they should put up a sign that everybody agrees to, to these things. Well,
1: <laughs> It, 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 I, I can't see how it would be a loan because you actually can't replace what you took, right? You can't like, you, you know, if you, if you were like a loan, right? Let's say, oh, I'm going to loan you this. And then you give it back to me, you know, later, whether it's, uh, you know, candles or dollars or whatever, but this badafka, you have to give back something different. So at the start, it can't be a loan because if, if your intention is to only give back what you took, then you're, 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 you're in the, the usher you know, it's your situation.
2: I right. think I so, need some oil insurance because yeah. there could be a couple combined families lighting all here together. Would it be considered Geneva until they give it back?
0: Um, yeah, so hopefully not. If if it were to be Geneva from the outset, so then it would be Aser because we said that you're not allowed to steal with the intention to repay. So when I take them, it the, from the very outset, it can't it can't it can't fall into the category of theft because then it would be a problem. So this then that's what I'm wondering now. What is this? The, uh, the, the character of this relationship when I quote, unquote, borrow from you, sorry for the, the terminology right now for a moment, Dan, but I borrow from you three candles with the intention to go ahead and, uh, and repay them uh, you know, in an hour from now. So we can't put it into Gneva, that would be a problem, but what exactly is the categorization? That's a, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. That's, a, that's exactly what I'm wondering, well, well said. Uh, as far as what you said, Dan, you, you're correct in one regard. That it's not borrowing but in a different regard it is borrowing because if you think about a classic case of ribbus, i borrow from you a hundred dollars and i'm going to pay you back 120 let's say am i giving you back the original hundred dollar bill that you loaned me i'm replacing it with something else right so they're also they're part of what we say in terms of a halva is the the terminology that chazal uses halva lehotza nitna that when I loaned you money, I wasn't loaning you money so that you could show a $100 bill to your friends and then you are gonna give me back the same $100 bill. The expectation is you're going to spend that money as an investment and then you're going to repay me with other monies. So a loan really from the outset in a certain regard, certainly by cash is that you're taking these bills and you're gonna pay me back with with other bills. But in other areas of halakhi, you're you're correct. That, that's usually how we go ahead and we differentiate between whether it's a halva or whether it's, let's say, a shmira or something like that, whether you're a show on the other person's uh, stuff.
2: Now, Rabbi Shaffel, now you've really complicated the situation with Kedushin because you're not allowed to do Kedushin with loaned things. They have to belong to you. So how is it that the person, this is worse than a loan the person took something that belonged to somebody else and he's doing condition. The only way it sounds like to me that he could do that is it would be a conditional condition where he said to the woman, I'm talking about the shliach who went astray. The shliach could say, I want you to get married to me on condition that I provide you within a certain amount of time, something of identical value to this ring that I'm holding, which doesn't belong to me. Um,
0: right. So, it, correct, right. So, it, as far as borrowed is concerned, let, let's go back to what the uh, what the the point that uh, Dan had raised. Let's say I go to uh, to somebody. I go to Dan. I say, Dan, will you loan me a hundred dollars so that I could use the hundred dollar bill to be Makadisha a woman? Okay. So would that be a valid condition because it's borrowed money? Well, so, Halacha you- would say that. When I borrow that money from Dan, the, using that phrase that we used before, of l'hotza nitna, it's meant to be spent, that that $100 bill is now mine. I can do with it whatever I want. I have a chiyuv to pay back Dan $100, whatever the terms of the loan is. But once it's loaned to me, it becomes mine. That money which he gave me is now my money to do with it as I please. And that would be a valid condition. So a borrowed thing in terms of if I use your ring to go ahead and be Makadish another woman, and it's not mine, give you back that very same ring, that's where a borrowed thing is not going to work for Kedushin. But if I'm borrowing it, again, in English we get that, that, that confusion because we keep using that same word, even though halachically it has different kinds. but if I borrow money and I'm going to pay you back with something else, so the borrowed thing is mine. And then the condition would be good. So if I, if Arnie takes my gold to use it for something else, he's in a sense borrowing it because he's going to have to repay me the gold. But in this case, it becomes his during that time that uh, the, uh, for, when when he uses it.
3: Okay.
2: Thank you. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yes. Bacha.
3: Going back to your question about Rebeat. So my question was: when you talk about things like mashu um, yoter adif. It's, isn't that also like what it's worth to me at the time? Like your barley was worth to me, your cup of barley for me was worth a cup of my lentils. So even though my lentils are more valuable, it's what it was worth to me because I needed the barley at the time. So if you, with the candles, if you repay three candles back with four, perhaps are we not talking about issues of repeat because your I needed your three candles at that time. Like the third night of Hanukkah, I was out. It was worth four candles to me. At that time, so is there like right. a relative worth that would maybe not count towards repeat? Um,
0: So, so yeah, so it it, it could be that uh, that goes back to I think the, the the first the second class which we had about the you know uh, the the market changing based on needs. Remember the case with the uh, the the mask over there. So, uh, so yeah, sometimes that's something which, uh, which could adjust, which uh, based on need, so that could change the, uh, the uh, dynamics of the market or the nature of the, uh, the market and change it its price. So uh, usually when it comes to loans and ribis, so we don't really take that market stuff into account, right? If I borrow a hundred dollars from you uh, and I pay you, you know, uh, 10 years from now, that hundred dollars isn't going to be as valuable. Right, because inflation now has made the uh, you know the uh, the, the hundred dollars worth less in a certain regard. But nonetheless, I still only pay you a hundred dollars. So, in that regard, so it, it may not uh, it may not change as far as f- from that aspect of it. I'm not sure that if it would change, it would uh, it would affect it would uh, how that would uh, impact the uh, the ribbis problem.
3: No, but but lahefech, if you if I lent you a hundred dollars and you came back to me ten years later and gave me 150. And you were like, at the time you gave me the hundred dollars, you don't know what that did for me. And now I was able to like, get back on my feet. And I made like all this money in the stock market, whatever, you know, story. And you're saying, so now you're hundred dollars. I'm paying you back with 150 because really it was worth much more to me. It ended up being much worth much more. So that's not me telling you, you now have to pay me 150. Cause really that hundred dollars, 10 years ago is 150. Now this is you saying the $100, you choosing to pay me back more, right? That's what this is whole like lentil barley thing. It's not the person saying, oh, I lent you, uh, you know, a couple of barley. You owe me a couple lentils. This is you on your own saying, I'm going to pay you the lentils because right. it was worth it.
0: Right. So so in, in that case, paying you the 150 because you're so appreciative. So uh, it may be only Easter drabanan of Ribas, but it would still be an Easter of ribus because ultimately I'm paying you back more than uh, than what I borrowed. So uh right. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, very good, very good. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for coming. I appreciate it very much.
1: Thank stay you. Stay
0: healthy. Stay safe. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you. Shabbat shalom, everybody. No,
2: good
0: Thank way. you.
3: Have a
2: good Shabbos.
0: Have a good Shabbos.
3: Shabbat shalom. Oh
2: yeah. But it's.
0: I'll tell you what it's. Uh, Safir still there. Yeah, I'm here. What? I'm here. Read, I'm reading what, what you wrote now. commingling slacker funds when someone is going to Israel with all the money in your wallet. So yeah, that you, also, you brought that up. You, oh, you brought it up. This, this, this before? Oh, you wrote that before. Yeah, I'm that's, just that's it now. what I was thinking. I, I turn the chat. I, I don't read the chat while it's going on. Then so I'll get the, it, even more distracted than I get in my head, anyways. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I have nothing else to do except for type to you. So. <laughs>
0: So Batra, you, you should be aware that one of the big ribus shilas which comes up, which you may uh, find yourself in as you're now going to, uh, to visit Israel, is the whole, take care, Zachi. is the whole issue of uh, borrowing skull and paying back in dollars, borrowing dollars, paying back in skull, and the whole thing which revolves around that, that exchange rate. So that creates a, a huge uh, confusion as far as, uh, as, as ribus is concerned, what exactly was being borrowed? Which country was it being borrowed in? And where is it being paid back? And how is it, uh, you know, how, how are you paying back that, uh, that money? So mm. those things become the, become very difficult because the loan would almost always be paid back in the currency, which was borrowed. What happens is, what you could run into now is that, um, I don't know, you'll, uh, you'll borrow from somebody some skallen you know, while, while you're in Israel, and then you get back home and you say, I'll send you some money when I get uh, back home. And then when you're home, you want to send them dollars. So then which exchange rate do you use? You use the current exchange rate, the exchange rate when you borrowed the money. So all of that stuff creates, uh, you know, huge, uh, a huge issue as far as, uh, as far as that. Um so awesome. just keep track. Just keep track of exactly what you're borrowing. The best thing to do is to say that if I'm borrowing Shkull, I'm going to pay you back shkollim. If I'm borrowing dollars, I'm going to pay back dollars or loaning, whichever way it is. Then it's going to be uh, the same thing. And then, uh, for the most part, then the if you're going to pay back in that other currency, it will be based on the rate at the time that you're repaying the loan.
3: At the time you're repaying the loan, not the time you took out the loan.
0: Correct. So if I, let let's say. Uh, for example, um, you go ahead and you borrow from somebody a hundred, a uh, thousand shekels.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: hundred shekels isn't worth very much. You borrow a thousand shekels from somebody when you're in Israel, and then when you get home, you want you want to you want to send them dollars. much easier for you to go ahead and uh, uh, quick pay uh, some dollars over to them or something uh, something like that. So really, you're obligated to pay them back a thousand shekels. So what's a thousand shekels worth today? So you look at today's exchange rates and say a thousand shkong today, which is the day that I'm paying you back, the thousand shkong that I owe you is worth X amount. So you don't go back; it's not what the dollar is worth at the time of the loan. It's at the time that you're now paying back that uh, that amount of money. So what is it? Uh, what is it currently worth uh, to you? So that's the easiest way to uh, you know to to keep track of things, but. Uh, so no, that's a uh, th- that specific area of ribbis is one of the more confusing practical uh, cases of ribbis because each step along the way could change uh, you know could change the halacha.
1: Hmm.
0: So beware. <laughs> and the money in the, in the money that you know, that you collect, you could use any money that uh, that you want. You're not uh, confined to those uh, to those dollars.
3: Hmm. Yeah, don't borrow anything. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, well, that's all right. That's a wise thing in general. But yeah. All righty. <laughs> All the best. Take care. Have a good Shabbos. Excellent.
1: Oh, first, stop share.